At Woodside Bible Church, we gather each week to pursue God by studying His Word together. This Christmas season, we invite you to look deeper into the incredible covenants God made with His people in Scripture. Tune into our current series, Gift Wrapped, From Longing to Lavish, to discover God's unwavering promises to meet the ultimate longings of our heart and ultimately renew our hope with the brilliant truth of the gospel. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Are they an awesome worship team? I mean, really, these guys are like crazy. I could not believe the music this morning, the songs, the words. It was like, what? Did they read my notes? I mean, this is like crazy. It's so good. And I am thrilled to share God's word with you today. Hey, why don't we start out by every one of us proclaiming the truth. How's that sound? Does that sound good? You want to proclaim the truth this morning? Well, here's a little piece of truth. We need Jesus. Amen? On the count of three, let's proclaim that. We need Jesus. This is a time where there is so much pressure. There is so much pain in the body of Christ and also in the world at large. And I'm so glad that you said you need Jesus today because I believe he wants to come and speak into every single one of our lives. Heaven has to come to earth today, and it's this earth right here where he wants to come and invade the space, as polite as he is, to make us new creatures in Christ. Lord God, I cry out to you today that you would breathe, I pray, upon your word, that you would breathe upon the soil of our hearts, that you would till it, we end up fallow ground because we live in, in a routinized world. And when you show up, your glory comes. And everything is changed, transformed into something of great beauty that you want us to be those image bearers in this world today. We thank you and praise you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We are starting a new series today, which is really incredible. It's uh, gift wrapped from longing to lavishing. I love that our God, as we long for him, he lavishes upon us. We don't get enough grace. We get abundant grace. Oh, that's so good. Don't you love that? That is so good. We have everything we need in Christ. Our title today is A New Beginning. A New Beginning. And so we want to take a look at, uh, you know, like gift wrapping. How many guys just love to gift wrap gifts? How many of y'all are just like, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Right. <laughs> you put all this paper on it, right, and the bow, and it doesn't look quite right because your wife can do it better. You know, and then they just rip it all off and just open it again because why bother, right? So we came, we came to one point where it's like, yeah, why are we doing this? You know, so we didn't do it. And then it was just like, this is lame. This is like so lame. It's like, you know, and then when you really care, like I remember being a kid and I had this one family member who gave me the best gift. I don't know how they did it. My sister does that too. She just like nails it every time. And they would give me this gift and then they would sit there on the edge of their seat, full of anticipation to watch me open it. You know? And so it was like, I was filled with anticipation. Not only was there a bow, but there was another little toy connected to the bow. It was like, ah, it's an appetizer. I can't wait to eat the whole thing. You know? It was just like so cool. So today, I brought a gift bag. 
you know, and if I reach in here, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And this is, these are all gifts to me, from me, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this, I love it. It's a roller, it's brushes, look at those cool brushes, right? <laughs> the idea, the big idea here, simple idea, is that God gives us gifts. And he gives us gifts according to how he made us. Yeah! So we are fully equipped. Now, you know, so am I done? I don't know. Should I dig deeper? Yeah. Really? Has anybody ever given, and, and you like, you know, they give you this gift and it's in a bag and you go like, is that it? <laughs> Should I go deeper? I don't know. And so you just don't. And then they say, oh, that's not on. You go, oh, okay. <laughs> and you start to dig a little deeper. It's like, wow, look at this. Yeah, how many of you want this? That's what I thought. Nobody. This is the coolest tool for drawing parallel lines around the edge of a mat. He gives gifts that are perfect for you. Yeah. Amen. Should I dig deeper? Yes. Oh my gosh. People. Oh. Incredible. Honey, it's not just tape. Hang on. This is acid-free tape, archival tape, that when you take your paintings or your drawings to something, this will never deteriorate the quality. <laughs> and there are the gifts. <laughs> It'll never deteriorate the quality of the paper or the, um, well, I think that's about it in this day, probably. I don't know, we'll have to check it out a little bit later. So God gives us gifts that are specifically tailor-made just for the way he's made us. And the thing about digging deeper in the bag that it's a mystery. And you know, God wants us to dig deeper. It's nice to come together this morning. You know, in the midst of all the pain and so on that's going on in the world, it's great to come together. Facebook, great audience. The point is, God wants us to continue to unbox, unwrap the multitude of gifts, the abundance that he lavishes on every one of our lives. And so many times I think we can get used to just sitting still and going through the motions of life and forget that every single day is an incredible gift. How many people are COVID survivors today? Let me see your hands. Look at this. Yeah, we have survived. We've got a new beginning in Jesus Christ. And he is the ultimate gift of all gifts, of all gifts. And he wants us to unwrap the fullness of what he has prepared for us. So this year we're going to get closer to understanding the mystery and the gift of Jesus Christ. And amazingly, we're going to do it by looking at Old Testament covenant. Doesn't that sound like fun? I said Old Testament. The cool thing about Old Testament is God has never changed. Yesterday, today, and forget, and forever. So we've got this this covenant that God made with Noah. Then he made a covenant with Abraham. He made a covenant with all of Israel. He made a covenant with David. And today we're going to begin by looking at the new beginning covenant that he made with Noah. You know, a fresh start. That's what happened in the earth. Fully populated. 
And God decided, got to have a fresh start. How many of you ever wanted a fresh start? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like, how many kids here? Kids. How many of you would like a fresh start? Men, your garage. Does your garage need a fresh start? <laughs> I've seen the inside of some of your garages. Okay, I'm just saying. We need a fresh start. How about your attic? Your attic. Do you ever clean out your garage? Where does some of the stuff go? Yeah, in the attic. And some of it goes in the basement. Then you go in the basement, you go, oh, shoot, i got to clean the basement. So you organize that. You want a fresh beginning. You want it all brand new. And some of that stuff goes in the shed. Now, what does your shed look like? Okay. Women, I don't know about you. How's your pantry, right? I don't know. What, what's in women? Your closet with all those shoes? <laughs> I don't know. Just guessing, all right? But there are times when we need a fresh, a fresh beginning. And that is what God wants us to to begin to wrap our heads around a new beginning. And the clearest example in all of history is when God wiped out all of humanity except for Noah and his kids. You know, the nursery wall, there's a beautiful mural of a rainbow, little boat, and then there's the elephant with a little trunk. And I imagine the elephant's having some fun hanging over the edge and blowing and, you know, the, the arc's moving because he's bubbling in the water. And then the giraffe with his cute little head and all the little animals just smiling. But I did a little research. Do you know how many other people were on the planet at that time? Anywhere from 500 million to about 7.1 billion. In the children's nursery, there are no dead bodies floating around in the water. Out of all the people on the planet, then and today, the eyes of the Lord look for somebody who wants a new beginning. Yeah, that should be us. We want this new beginning in Christ. And in Genesis chapter 9 and verse 8, God said to Noah and his sons, with him, Behold, I establish my covenant uh, with you and your offspring after you. Whoa. Wait a minute. With Noah and his offspring after him. That includes us. We're included in this. We get to tap into what God is about to say. With every living creature, not just the people, but the creatures, okay, that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you. As many came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth. Now, God moved on people on the planet at that time because he saw in Genesis chapter 6 the wickedness of humanity was increasing. And so God determined to bring judgment on the earth, causing the waters to wipe out humanity at that time. And the story of humanity would not be determined, get this, this is so cool, would not be determined by man's sin. But the destiny of humanity would be determined rather by God's grace. So God looks at all the people and he says, you know what? Their thoughts of their imaginations. I'm looking at you, you all have heads. And inside of that is a mind. And inside of that is activity, and there are thoughts. God judges people, wiped out humanity, 
because of what they were thinking. Wow. How about a new beginning? We can clean out an attic, huh? Clean out the attic, transformed by the renewing of our minds. So God chose, he looked around, and he chose Noah. He found grace in God's sight. And that's a beautiful, very beautiful story. So Noah's in the ark for almost a year. It lands on Mount Ararat, okay? And they come out of the ark. Can you imagine what it was like? Everything is wiped out. It'd be like maybe you and I colonizing another planet. Yeah, I don't know. But they get out, and it's like, okay, it's up to us. And then God tells him what he wants him to do. It's Genesis chapter 9 and verse 1. He says, be fruitful and multiply. Increase greatly on the earth and multiply in it. You know what? God never changes his mind. Doesn't that sound familiar? Didn't God say the same thing to Adam and Eve? What is he saying to us today? I think it's the same thing. But now it's a whole new kind of multiplication. It is multiplying saints in the kingdom of God. We are all related, and he's looking to us to propagate the gospel. Now, God makes this covenant with Noah. He makes a promise to Noah. Seven times the word covenant appears in the passage that we're looking at today. And a covenant is not like, okay, if you do this, then I will do this. That's not a covenant. It's just a promise. A covenant is when somebody says, I am going to do this, regardless, regardless of what you do or don't do. I have made a promise, and I'm obligating myself to that promise. It is the way God works in covenant, in a covenant kind of a way. It's not a contract. It's not legally binding in that kind of way. It is simply God being so committed to humanity and to bringing us into the fullness of what he has for each one of our lives that nothing can derail him. God establishes covenant with Noah. It says there three times, I establish my covenant. I establish my covenant, the covenant that I have established in verses 9, 11, and 17. And then in Genesis here, verses 8 and 9, And God said to Noah and his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring. And with every living creature, that is the birds, the livestock, and the beasts of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark for every beast of the earth. So God is a God of covenant. So secondly, we want to look at the covenant promise. Genesis 9, 11, I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Now, this flood story is in many, many cultures all around the world. I think it's amazing. And I thought, wow, is that ever weird? How'd that happen? And then I began to think, Everybody on the planet was on the ark. And when they got off of that ark, they remembered a little drizzle, which they had never seen before. And they remembered the water table getting a little higher than it's been in Algonac, right? And they began to, they, rem they were indelibly impressed with this move of God. So when they got off the ark, 
They traveled, they multiplied, and they told the story to their children and their children's children. You know one of the coolest things I discovered a couple years ago? I was teaching uh, Asians, Chinese kids, right? And I started looking at ancient Chinese calligraphy. Do you know that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are first recorded in ancient Chinese calligraphy? It is amazing. There's a picture of sin. The picture of sin is a snake in a tree with two people standing underneath. What? So the gospel story came from the experience of, of Noah's children and traveled throughout the whole earth. Now others have, have spun it in unique and different ways. But we know God's story here is very, very clear. In Genesis 8, 22, it says, While the earth remained, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. God has created an order for the universe. And he made this promise to Noah. And it's for us as well. Number three, let's take a look at the covenant sign. How did God signify this? Genesis 9, 12 and God said, and this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that's on the earth, okay, for future generations. I have set a bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And when I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember and that's not, the word there means like, I will enact my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I've established between me and all the flesh on the earth. And I, I did a little research. A rainbow is actually a circle. And at times, pilots, when they're flying and there's a rainbow, they can see the ring. It's like a wedding ring, right? And it's like it's a covenant. There's no beginning and there's no end to it. It is an eternal thing. Now, I've been married, Chris and I have been married 50 years and 62 days. And it's like crazy. And you know what? When I when we were 20 years old, and it was like, honestly, I was looking at what I was going to get out of it, not what I was going to put into it. And the same for her, 20 years old. I mean, we're kids, right? It's like, oh, good. You know, I'm happy, right? And I have learned painfully that a covenant is a commitment no matter what. There's an old song, I want a bald-headed woman to make me mean. <laughs> you know? It's like, what if she loses her hair? Doesn't matter, buy her wig. <laughs> what if I gain 500 pounds? More to love. <laughs> you know, a covenant, it's a commitment. And that is our God. He is so committed. There's nothing you can do to make him love you less and there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. So why don't we just sit back and relax? When he gives a gift and it's packaged in Jesus Christ, 
Don't you want to dig in that bag one more time and find out what else is there? What has God purposed to pour into my life? And every one of those gifts I pulled out, man, they were specific to me. God has something for each one of us. Absolutely. And the flood came because the thoughts, listen to this, of men were continually, the intents of his thoughts were continually wicked. What do you think about? Nobody can see your thoughts. Right? We got a text from somebody the other day, and it's like, what? You are so, hmm. We couldn't see it, but we could hear it in the tone of voice. The Proverbs says, we are what we think. I, you know, it's wonderful to hear about God's covenant, but there's got to be something from us that responds to this. Amen? There's a gift bag from heaven for each of us today. And I want you to think for just a minute about your thinking. Because I know that I go to some terrible places in my head where I don't like myself or other people. One of my, two of my students gave a presentation in a Bible class, and I'm telling you, rocked my world and everybody else's as well. They brought that point out, and it became a common point for all people. 7.1 billion people on the earth in that day. How many today? You know, I think it's close to that today. 7.8 million, billion, you know. And God looked and he saw that the thoughts and the intents of their hearts were only and continually wicked. And we're brand new creatures in Christ. And yet, don't you have some lingering junk in the attic, the garage, the shed? And we just keep moving it around. We need a fresh beginning, and God wants to do that for us. Genesis 8:21. This is what God said to Noah when he came out of the ark. He said, "And when the he made a sacrifice, a sacrifice to the Lord." And when the Lord smelled that pleasing aroma, you know, God has never changed. He still wants a sacrifice. And the sacrifice is, is like what we think is our life. And many times the things that we value. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man. For the intentions of man, man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I uh, ever again strike down every living creature. What? Wait, what? His heart is always evil, and I will never strike him down. Wait. I thought he brought the flood because the thoughts and intents were evil. So it's almost like God says, I get you. You're evil. I gotcha. But I'm not going to strike you down. Listen to this. The evil in the human heart was the reason for God's judgment in the flood. And then the evil in the human heart was God's reason for God's mercy after the flood. What? We are living, deserving the judgment of God. And yet, 
because of who he is, he's pouring out his abundant grace. You know, the scripture is clear. God says this. I remember Israel in the wilderness, Numbers somewhere. I have it here in my notes. Um, where Israel is wicked. They didn't like Moses. They complained about everything. The false worship going on. And then God says this. I do not behold iniquity in Jacob. <laughs> he says, I don't see the evil in you. I choose not to see it because God is set on you and I being filled with his glory, the nature of Jesus Christ, that we live under the covenant of the Almighty. You know, I just got over COVID. I'm telling you, it was horrible. I was packed right to go to the hospital. I heard stories from uh, students who are not doctors of what takes place, you know, uh, with the elderly. I'm elderly, right? Wasn't pretty. And I was in despair. I, I really, I don't, I don't get depressed, but I was like depressed. I looked around my studio. So many paintings. Before I looked at my yard, so much sandpaper. But what was I doing? What was, what was I thinking? And I really had to meet with God over it. What are you doing? Is life routinized and said, oh, time for another painting. Oh, God gave me a brush. Here we go. Oh, look at the colors. Yeah, I love this. Right? And the Lord began to show me he did it for my glory. He opened the way to give to God the glory for this. But can I go too far in that and just do some of it for me? I don't have all that. Praise God. I am alive from the dead. And God met me in those moments and I began to realize every day is going to be sold out completely to God. I cleaned my garage. It's never going to get dirty again, right? Whoa. Oh, come on. What do we do with this? God says, I don't behold iniquity. <laughs> I see Jesus in you. And I began in that moment of desperation to declare the truth. You declared the truth this morning. You said, I need Jesus. Say it again. Yes, amen. And I began to declare that I'm the son of God. He calls me beloved. He says I'm a new creature in Christ. That's the covenant. That even though we are losers and we have stuff in the attic we can't get rid of very easily, we keep declaring what God says about us and become more and more and more like Jesus. But I have a solution. For your attic, I have a solution today for your garage and your shed. Don't look in my car. It's a mess. Here's the solution. Sell it. Get rid of it. Sell it. Get rid of it. Who's going to buy it? What's the price? He's already bought it all by his blood. You don't belong to yourself anymore. Can you live like that? It's part of the covenant of God. Noah got off that boat, and God told him, reproduce Jesus. 
that reproduce, go into all the earth. That's our calling. That's our purpose in life. That is the covenant that has come to us through Jesus Christ, and it's his commandment. How many of you ever watch HGTV? It's uh, HG, that's God's holy transformational volition. <laughs> he wants to come in like a wrecking ball sometimes and tear out the old and build us up brand new in him. It's amazing how God wants to do that. Now, does he own us? Well, he created us, of course, for his property. We adopted our son. Took him to the court for the final procedure. We had adopted him. And the judge said, I think it was like two, the judge said to him, and a uh, little Christian, would you like these people for your parents? And he just like, I don't know, made some cooing sounds. So we took that as yes, definitely. Yeah. But when he was about 13 and 14, he said, you know, you adopted me, but I never adopted you. He said, I only adopted he thought, you know, we hear about everything that God's done for us. We will ask, we will ask. Oh, yeah, good, cool. Oh, something else in the day? You know, have we really, you know, um, have we accepted? Now, I know everybody here probably has had some new beginning in Christ. That's fantastic. I'm really glad about that. But when I read Scripture, I see that Peter needed a new beginning after he had a new beginning. Because he kind of fell into a routine, and then it's like, you know, Paul calls him out, right? James and John had a new beginning, and then they had another new beginning. You know, the day of Pentecost came, and it was another new day of a brand new beginning. You know, no matter how long you've been saved, God is a moving on kind of a God. And I think sometimes, you know, with people, I don't know, maybe I'm really just going, I don't know, we end up figuring some things out this time with God. And we put the tent stakes down. We go, yeah, he's it. And there are people who have put their tent stakes down and got it figured out now. This is how it should be. And I'm, I'm camping here. As a matter of fact, I can know how church should be. So I'm, my opinion of church is like, this is it, and this is it. Okay, we're good. But God is moving on God. You know, it's always a journey. Israel traveled through the wilderness with the promised land. Jesus comes, the Holy Spirit fills him, and he says, all right, now get out of here. Get out of here. Go into all the earth. Oh, we want to see God move in Elginac, but let me tell you something. That is a baby step because he's called us to make Christ known in the entire world. Amen? That's our job. That's our job. And God wants to bring that brand new beginning that only Jesus can bring in every one of our lives. He's got a plan for our lives, and I envision the Lord like this this uh, locomotive on a track. But you know what? He can't run on that track unless you have the two tracks faith and then the works that follow. And when that happens, you lay those tracks of faith and good works down. God becomes like this, this locomotive and nothing can stop God. We can hinder him, but he's got a plan. You know, I thought this was really interesting. Noah, let's see, he was, he was on the earth, yeah. Noah and Abraham lived on the earth at the same time. That is very interesting. 
Noah was 842 years to 842 years old when Abraham was born and lived another 58 years. Now I'm thinking about us. God looks in this room, sees everybody on Facebook Live, and his eyes are going to and fro throughout all the earth, and he's looking, oh, there you go. Joe, another Joe, and he's looking to see who he can use to multiply his kingdom. Because that's what it is, fill the earth with the glory of the Lord. Fill it. What does he see in you today? The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout all the earth, looking to see who he might strengthen, who he might who might dig deeper into the gift of Jesus Christ. I realized something, you know, in the midst of that whole COVID thing, my citizenship is in heaven. My blessings are in heavenly places. Today we sang about bringing heaven, you know, to earth, you know, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hebrews tells us that the promise of God is immutable. It cannot be changed. And then I looked at 1 Peter, Chapter 2 and verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race. You know, it was a whole new race with Noah. We're part of that. That's part of our inheritance. You're a royal priesthood. We are the ones that are intercessors in this world. Royal priesthood of people for his possession. Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his glorious light. This series is Longing to Lavished, and it's about having this brand new beginning. The scripture tells us that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And it's not just enough, it's an abundance. And so I'm going to dig in this bag one more time. I hope you haven't put your tent stakes down, figured it out. Because it happens when you get a little older. When you're younger, you know, you work hard to get the house and the car, see the kids and the dog, you know, and uh, live the American dream. But you know, the dream, the dream is the mark, the high calling of God on your life. You're a royal priesthood, intercede, kings to rule. In everyday life, the matters of your mind. Yeah, having a mind transformed. Well, I'm going to reach in this bag, see what else God. Oh, wait till you see this. Oh my God. It's a check. It's a check! And there's no numbers on it! And it's made out to. Oh, did I have it upside down? Your name here. Woo! And look, Jesus has already signed it. He says to you, Whatsoever you want, ask according to my will. Key point. In my name. My wife and I have the same last name. It's a relationship. Whatsoever you want, ask in my name. And you shall receive it. Ooh. From longing to lavished. What are you longing for today? Really, really. Not a position, not a possession. You said, I want Jesus. And he said, 
I want you, and I will pour out. I will pour out. It's important. Pray about what to pray about. Fill out this check, man. He will lavish upon us all that we have need of so that we can go forth from the confinement of whatever ark that is, something we built of ourselves, and when he opens that door, we move out and we begin to repopulate the world by sharing Jesus with everybody. Amen. 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 Let's pray together. Lord God, I cry out to you right now. Lord, meet with us, oh God. You are the answer to every question, to every problem, to every need that we would have. And Lord, we ask largely of you that you would just soften our hearts, cause us to recognize those areas in the attic, the basement and the garage of who we are. Lord, I pray you come as, as a holy God with transformational volition that is according to your will that we become ambassadors for Christ. Let today be a day of new beginnings. May we evaluate the stuff we've done in life so far, the junk we've collected, and what is it that we will take with us forever into eternity. May each of us fill out that check and the prayer request for abundant grace for a brand new beginning. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. Thank you for joining us as we study God's word together. We would love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head over to woodsidebible.org connect to introduce yourself to us today.